Guy Podcast, episode 59. It's the Boomer Gal, Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, and I want to introduce you to another wonderful guest this week. Meet Vicki Claflin. She is an international best-selling author, a humor blogger, and an inspirational public speaker. She lives in Hood River, Oregon, where she writes the award-winning humor blog called Laugh Lines, humorous thoughts and advice on how to live young when you're, well not, where she doles out irreverent advice on marriage, offers humorous how-to lists galore, and shares her most embarrassing midlife moments. She shows us how to master midlife with a little common sense and a lot of laughter. Vicki has been featured on the Michael J. Fox Foundation website, Irma Bombeck's Writer's Workshop, The Huffington Post, Scary Mommy, Generation Fabulous, Midlife Boulevard, Better After 50, and Funny Times Magazine. Her first book, which was titled Shake, Rattle, and Roll With It, Living and Laughing with Parkinson's, chronicles her hilarious and sometimes poignant journey about living with Parkinson's disease. And her newly released book, titled Who Left the Cork Out of My Lunch? (laughs) I love that. Who Left the Cork Out of My Lunch? Middle Age, Modern Marriage, and Other Complications is available right now at Amazon.com, so you can check that out. But before that, meet Vicki Claflin. Vicki, welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Hi, Kaylin. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you for taking time to uh, speak with me and meet our audience. My pleasure. I'm glad you you could make it. So I gave people uh, a pretty good little bio there about you, (laughs) but um, my first question for a guest is always, you know, would you like to tell us a little more about yourself? And I never stop a guest from sharing whether or not they too are a baby boomer, because that is who hangs out here. (laughs) (laughs) That's my tribe. Um, Yeah, I'm 59 years old, so I'm a baby boomer. Like you said, I've authored two books in that genre. How to how to deal with the humorous side of midlife and and the first book of course was midlife with a chronic disease, and it's it's mostly about what I do is I help women find the funny at this time of their life in a society that worships youth. Right. You know and how do, how are we fabulous now when we're not young anymore? Yeah. Wow. That and that's an an interesting thing. Every every time I walk through the grocery store, I really am not. Uh, much of a you know grab a magazine and and Mm -hmm. go through the fashions and stuff i'm just i'm not a girly girl that way but i can't remember a time until you know maybe recently with people like oprah or or maybe a few others but the magazines were always covered in these very thin women who never looked like girls yeah they they are i found that out much later in life that they were 13 and 14 year old girls that they were dressing up as women and you know man what have we done to ourselves i know it's i see that now i do some public speaking and one of my presentations talks about that very subject where i show two covers vogue magazine and allure and the fashion models on the front are 14 years old and you know we and we're inundated with that. So yeah. eventually, it doesn't take long to teach us quickly that that's how society and men—I'm sorry, but they do a lot of a lot of men define beauty. 
is perky breasts, you know, tiny waist, no babies. Right. Well, a, some some of them babies. have the figure of a of a boy. Quite. I, yeah, I know. Frankly. I refer to them as swizzle sticks. Yeah, so they're they're they're, just, they're not that, uh, shaped like actual women. Yeah, and that's our that becomes our bar, and yeah. we're thinking, and, you know. And then the other thing, throw in Photoshop. Even those girls don't look that good. If you saw them yes. in real life, they don't look like that. So we not only is our bar thirty years younger than we are, they're photoshopped. Mm -hmm. So it creates this enormous self-esteem crisis for women. And so what I try to get take where I try to take these women is to say, look, this is this is funny. It has to be funny to you. Or you're not going to make it because we you can have all the plastic surgery and use great moisturizers and don't stay in the tanning bed and quit smoking. Time marches on. And by the time you're, you know, my age, 60, youth is gone. It's left the building. It's never coming back. So if you define yourself by youth or youthful things about your body, you're going to have a really rocky ride because you can't turn the clock back. Right. Exactly. So you may as well learn how to have a good time while we're here. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you feel your message is received by boomers? I, I assume that you end up speaking to people who aren't necessarily in that age category. Mm -hmm. Are are boomers as they they listen to your stories, you know, they hear you speak or they read your columns, you know, and and your pieces. Do you find that it it's resonating with them this message, or well, are they saying? you know, saying, no, 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 I, I have these ideals I need to. No, actually that it's been more, uh, it's been better to receive than I even intended in the first place. The, who left the cork out of my lunch went three weeks after I launched, it was number one in four countries in the humor genre on Amazon. Wow. So, so oh, somebody's reading it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Fortunately, I don't get trolled a lot. I don't get a lot of negative comments because I write humor. I mean, if you don't, most people don't get agitated enough by somebody's sense of humor unless they're politically incorrect to say anything if they don't like it. So what I'm seeing is that the people who don't like me probably just went away. Right. <laughs> and the people that do are still there. But interestingly enough, I, I have had a, some reviews from younger women that said, now I know what, what's going to happen to me. <laughs> I just, it's like she said, I'm your, you're my crystal ball. That's said, good. Well, you're building a bridge, right? Yeah, you're building a and bridge for them. The other navigate. thing that surprised me was I have a male following that just said, you know, my wife gave me a couple of your columns or stuck one in my briefcase, and now I read your column because it helps me understand my wife, especially <laughs> if she's like in menopause or whatever. He says, that's why she acts like that. Yeah. I said, well, it will pass. So it's been really, really fun. That's just good. That's good. So as we, you know... Uh, Speaking of menopause, right, and all the things that happen once we uh, get past 50, I quite frankly don't know what the actual time frame is for menopause because I went early. Yeah. So I'm 52, and it started mm -hmm. for me when I was 45, and I was done in a couple of years. So I know I was oh. I was really early, right? Yeah. So I'm not sure when the normal time span is for women, you know, to start experiencing these symptoms yeah. or how long they go on. I'm always um, a little too fast for my own good with everything. You know, <laughs> well, that's, that's just the way thing. I roll. Yeah, I, tell, I always tell women that. The best thing about menopause, they tell you, oh, there's all these articles that tell you menopause makes you stronger and sexier and more confident. And I said, that's, that's true, but it all happens when it's over, <laughs> not during the process. During the process, we're thinking, I'm never going to be sexy again, and I don't care. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. So, but I've talked to women who were like you, early and short, lived, and then women who have been having menopause for 12 years. I mean, oh. it just won't stop. It, 
every time they think it's done, another month later they get this big hot flash, and yeah. it's like, oh my God, seriously. Yeah. So um, they're they're my babies. Those women, I got to say, we're gonna have to find special something place in your heart laugh. for them, right? Special place really in your heart. <laughs> well, why don't uh, why don't we spend some time sharing your best tips with women? Give me your top three tips for yeah. approaching this whole midlife that we find ourselves in with humor. Well, let's start with that. You need to learn to laugh at yourself. You, you, you know, you need to open up that door. Laughter, laughter is amazing. I mean, it's good for you. It's, it builds your it immune heals, system. right? makes you healthy. It heals. It's impossible to be depressed when you're looking down at the numbers on a scale if you bust out laughing. I mean, you can't be depressed at the same time. And, and the other thing about laughter, quite frankly, is it's sexy. You know, people that can laugh at themselves are hot. They're fun. And so I tell women just, you've got to learn to find the funny in what happens to you. Because I mean, muffin top and back fat and chin hair that comes out of a nipple. I mean, it's like it's it's goofy. So if if you can't find a way to laugh about it, you're always going to be picking yourself apart and comparing yourself. The other thing about laughter is that if you learn to laugh at yourself, you never run out of material ever. So <laughs> there's always something weird going on, you know. So and and you know, find a tribe, find another an, a positive happy group of women don't find the ones that are trying to you know roll the clock back that where you can kind of tease each other a little bit or or spill the beans and say I did this this morning and oh my god you know I mean you, you've got a wealth of material you have muffin top you have back fat you have chin hair you have hot flashes you have you know yeah you yeah. have I plucked one this morning I'll admit so it. so many fields all the things working. that happen it's it's crazy it's crazy and the and the night sweats and I mean my husband after six months we quit changing the sheets we'd get up throw a beach towel over and go back to bed you know it's just like <laughs> never mind take that sex life but um and you know going along with that I would say don't take life too seriously it's this is a weird quote but I've always liked it my mother always used to say in fifty years we'll all be dead and none of us will matter. Yeah. So, you know, kind of put things in perspective a little bit. If you're 50, you're past middle age, unless you're going to live to be 100. 40 is middle age. 50 and 60, we're kind of, you know, <laughs> middle age would suggest that I'm going to be 120. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. So we're on, we're on the, the back side of the hill. Yeah. We're on the back side of the hill. This is our This is our chapter. This is where we can start to rock. And because our priorities are a little bit different now. So I think if we stop chasing an unattainable goal which is you know youth and thin thighs and toned bellies and i'm not saying you know let it go entirely but but it's not it can't be a quest it can't be the reason you're going to the gym or the reason you're getting botox or the reason that you know there's just there's just got to be more than that mm -hmm. so and probably the third one would say i would say pass the youth baton to the to the young like let it go and not and not let yourself go or, you know, not say it doesn't matter anymore. I'm just going to sit here and get older. Right. But give them their moment in the sun. They're going to be us sooner than they think. You know, so just we can focus on other things now. We can. I, I once read, I love this, that 50 is the new 25, but with brains and money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, that's how I want to live right there. That's perfect. So it's, just, it was, it's one of my favorite quotes. And I just heard it recently. It's on the wall in my office. But, you know, they get to be young. We get to be fabulous. 
You can't be fabulous by 20. You haven't lived long enough to yeah. be fabulous. Yeah, that's we true. can be fabulous. So at, you know, at this age. Yeah. So we're 25 with brains and money. And, and I, and I would of, imagine, you know, pass that baton off without mourning your yeah. youth. That's, that's something let, that, you know, I like, see people do as they hit what they're yeah. calling middle age. But you're right. We're, we're beyond yeah. middle age. You know, they sort of mourn that whole youth. I you don't appreciate it while you something. have it. Right. Exactly. Until you turn around and look back. And I told my daughter-in-law, wear the bikini, honey, because your body's never going to be this good again. So just wear it now. Yeah. So, but it's true. You have to pass a baton and then let it go. And, and they'll have their, their moment where they're just young and the world is ahead of them and they've got everything's where God originally put it and it's all tight and toned and, you know, yippee skippy. But that, it's so small in the grand scheme of life. Yeah. That I would like to think that at 60, we've kind of outgrown that need to be young. Right. Yeah. right. I'd rather be 60 and fabulous than 60 and look 40 and be sad all the time. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and spend all your time chasing. Yeah. Chasing I mean, a little there, a little there. Exactly. Exactly. No matter what we do, how much we spend, we can't get, can't go the other way. <laughs> oh. So for, for women who are in that mindset, right, where they're chasing youth or they're, they're mourning the lost youth or they, they haven't found the humor in the whole thing yeah. yet. They're sort of lamenting this whole midlife thing. What do you think is, is the biggest challenge, you know, that they need to, to get over? What's, that, what's the biggest obstacle? What's the hurdle that if they could figure that out, how to get on the other side of it, things are going to get better? You know what? I would say the biggest hurdle is themselves. They've got to get over themselves. It's, you know, one of the things my mother used to say when we were teenagers, we had six kids in our family and three of us were girls. And she would say, frankly, Scarlett, you're not that important. You know, it's just, and it, it reminded us that it isn't always about us. Sometimes when we're chasing that youth, it's because we're like teenagers that get a pimple before prom. Oh my God, everybody's going to notice. Nobody's going to notice because, you, you know, Dr. Phil said something once, I heard it was years ago, but I've always loved it. And they said, he said, you would worry less about what people think about you if they realize if you realize how seldom they do. Right. And I love that because we've got to stop acting like teenagers with a zit before prom. Nobody cares if you have ten if you're ten pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares if you have laugh lines. They care how you treat them and how you present yourself and whether or not you're any fun to be around. And those are the reasons we pick our friends, not because, you know, you've had Botox and you look better than I do. It's right. it's so I think mostly we have to get out of our own selves and say, you know what, I'm fabulous. I have a ton of things to offer. I've learned a lot in my life and I'm a blast to be around and and that's great. That's, you know, that maybe that's enough. Our husbands are crazy about us and I I wrote an essay this week called how to how to compliment other women and why you should. Ooh. And that's one of the things that I that I talked about. You know, we need to be a tribe. We need to help each other out and say you look fabulous. I love you. It's exactly the way you are. You don't, your 15 pounds is not of any consequence to anybody but you or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and That's I, true. People forget about that quite often. You know, we get so entrenched in, in our world and our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely true that, that for the most part, Mm -hmm. You're the only person that's ever really thinking about you. There will be moments when yeah. your loved one, you know, is thinking about you, your yeah. children or your parents or your spouse. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we're all 
pretty much, you know, we're selfish and we're thinking about we're, ourselves. We're self-absorbed. Nobody, you know? Yeah, nobody else is really paying any attention. So, and they don't see that when they, if, if somebody loves us or cares about us or is one of our best friends, I guarantee you, she doesn't see you the way you see you. Exactly. So she sees a warm, beautiful, vibrant woman with all these talents and skills. And, right. and we're thinking, oh my God, she sees that I've gained five pounds or, and I'm just thinking, oh, people, we, you know, no, no. Yeah. Why are we so hard on ourselves? I don't it's know. ridiculous. But, but we are, uh, you know, I don't are. know if it's just women. I, I I don't know if men are as hard on themselves. You know, no, maybe they are. Not. I don't spend a lot of time talking to guys about stuff like this, and they don't talk like this anyway. Yeah. But women, we are really hard on ourselves. I know. Because I think we think other women are judging us that way. You know, women have been kind of taught in this culture to be a little competitive with each other. And, and I think that we think that other women, especially if they're prettier or thinner or whatever, younger, are looking at us saying, ouch, you know. I mean, it's like... And they're and they're not. They're just they're thinking about how they compare to everybody else. Right. So I think we just need to get off that whole treadmill and just say, you know, this is this is funny. This is goofy. I mean, guess what happened to me today? I sprouted a chin hair out of my eyebrow. You know, I mean, it's just a whatever. It's just, things happen, or I, or I, menopause is over. Yay! You know, and everybody goes out and celebrates a post menopause party. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's a good idea. You could probably start marking that. Yeah. Marking that, so. Right. We need, parties. we need to do more. We need to have more fun with this because, you know, just like we look back on our 20s and say, I should have worn a bikini. When we're 80, we're going to look at our 50s and say, why didn't I write that book? Yeah. Why didn't I take that trip? That's why not, didn't I? Because I was young then, you right. know, I mean, so we are young to somebody else. Yeah. But no, that's that's a very good point that there, there's no reason to put off any of those sort of bucket list things you know those goals or because yeah. you're you're not going to get <clears throat> excuse me you're not going to get the chance again you know so we just don't know what the future holds I mean yeah. I was 50 when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's and so far it hasn't changed a lot of things in my life but it has changed some things and right. you know and it, at this point they can't cure it so I have no idea what my future holds so I'm my bucket list is starting to get crossed off now you know I mean I may be just fine and able to do it when I'm 80 but maybe I won't right right so you get there's nothing like something that kind of a situation to put a little fire under your butt sure. yeah there is only now there's yeah only now want to climb the Himalayas you got to do it now so. exactly so uh, for someone who's listening to us and is starting to uh, believe you know, what we're saying, they're starting to say, hmm, you know, maybe I do need to make a few changes. What would you encourage them to begin doing to make changes in their life right now? If they were going to get out of the chair right now, what's something okay. that they could do? Get up, go down the hall and throw away your scale. Ooh. So, oh, that's I mean, a good like, one. Away, gone, bye-bye. It's the single biggest detriment to women's self-esteem that I can think of. It's There's something about getting up getting on that scale every day, looking down and saying, yep, I'm still fat. That's how we start our day. I mean, can you imagine if our, we heard our kids do that? I mean, we'd be horrified. Right. And the brain believes what it hears. And if it's repeatedly told, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, you're fat. Yeah. And this is a society that is not kind to fat people. So you've just set yourself up for all kinds of obstacles. I always tell women, the first thing you do when you go home, throw that sucker away. I put mine out in the driveway and backed over it in my husband's car about eight times. So it's just flattened. <laughs> that way I could never get it out of its hiding spot and weigh myself again. But, That's you know, perfect. and we know how much we weigh. We can tell. You we can, can tell sense when you it. put your clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so whether I, you overindulged a little bit or you didn't. 
Yeah, and it's just, and the other thing is, really, who cares? You know, I mean, you may put on 10 pounds over the course of your 50s and 60s, and, and so what? Yep. Yeah. So the scale, though, keeps you absolutely focused. Those mm -hmm. digits become everything, and I've seen women do it at the expense of their health. I've seen them, you know, it's just, and the chances of us weighing what we weighed in high school, hmm, so pretty much. slim, pretty slim, so... <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. And the other thing that I've I've sort of learned in the, in the last couple of years since I've turned fifty, and I, I had a back injury that kept me from being able to exercise or, or get physical, and and went into menopause at the same time. So I gained a lot of weight, right? Yeah. And I finally got to the point where I'm able to exercise again and get healthy, and I'm starting to realize that it's not what the scale says. What the scale mm -hmm. says doesn't matter. What matters is whether I like the way I look. Or, I, yeah. you know, I like when I put my clothes on, how do I feel about that? And right? how when, you can that, change your shape. Yeah. And the weight doesn't necessarily correlate to that. No, as, it doesn't. As long as I'm happy when I look in the mirror and I, you know, I've got on some brand new pants because mm -hmm. I've, uh, you know, I've gotten slender and I've gotten more yeah. muscular and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking good, you know. Yeah. And that's what matters. It, the number on the scale doesn't matter so much. No, because you're right. It, it's not a literal translation. You can yeah. weigh exactly the same or 10 pounds more and have a better body. Exactly. So, and you can also be healthier a little, when you're older. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, quite frankly, if you have a little more fat, it softens the lines on your face. So, mm -hmm. you know. That's, what there, I, that's next. That's what I need. There is a saying that a woman, after a woman turns 50, she has to choose between her face and her behind because you can't. You need to be a little more curvy to soften those lines. Really thin older women look older. Yeah, they do. So I always tell women, eat, eat. You know, don't worry about it. It's yeah. just yeah, soft that's true. lines. They look a little skeletony. You know. Yeah, it's they not, look frail. Yeah, they it's not. Frail. It's not attractive. You're right. So, uh, what is the best way for people to get more of you? Where can they? I'm assuming they can go online. They Where can, can go onto my, my website, which is laugh-lines.com, or .net. I'm sorry, you don't even know my own address. Laugh-lines.net. Or, of course, they can go to Amazon.com and buy my book. Right. Very There's, good. Yeah, two choices. Very good. So, and, f and for those of you listening or watching, you know, I always include these links in the show notes. So I, I always say, if you're on the treadmill, don't get off. It's okay. Yeah. Please we don't get off on my account. Please don't get off on our account. <laughs> Because we want you to be healthy and enjoy your workout. But um, you can always come back to the show and look for this particular episode and follow the links there to laugh-lines. I'm looking at it on a piece Absolutely. of paper. That's why I'm, I'm pointing. Laugh-lines.net. Um, but you'll find that link on the show notes here. Thank you. Thank so you. before I let you go, I always ask my guests if there's an inspirational story or a quote. You've, you've already shared a bunch of quotes. Yeah. I love all the quotes that you've shared. But is there... You know, one last hurrah, one last thing you'd yeah. like to leave us with? Last week, I was at the Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop in Ohio. They do it every other year. And one of the keynote speakers was Kathy Kinney. She played uh, Mimi on Drew Carey. Okay, yes. And yes. she stood up and gave a, a, a keynote with that, speech. With she that was eyeshadow, her. right? She hand. is hilarious. Oh, my God, I never laughed so hard. And she had a lot of great advice. And the one I liked, and her, her whole speech, the one I liked the best, it said, you don't have to be 21 to have your whole life ahead of you. And it brought the house down because this was good. all midlife people. I mean, we just, yeah. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, I loved it. She that's was great. Right. That is very good advice. 
So, Vicky, it has been wonderful meeting you today. This was so fun. <laughs> I so I so enjoy these interviews where I get to actually look at my guests. It's so much better than radio. We were talking about radio yeah. uh, before we actually started recording this interview. And, you know, radio is great because we, we wouldn't have to put any makeup on, you know, turn the lighting on, try and be pretty. None of that would matter if we were on the radio. But then again, I don't get to look in the eyes of my guests, yeah. you know, and I have an actual this conversation with someone. This is so this much is better. better. Yeah. And quite frankly, it's... It's better to the point that if I didn't have time to put my makeup on, I would still do my interviews this way. I would I would give up that part in order to I look. will if you will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> High five on that. Gotcha. All so right. until next time, you've been listening to the Boomers Ultimate Guide podcast with my guest today, Vicki Claflin. Bye, and you everybody. know, every Tuesday around one PM Eastern time, we release a new episode of fabulous guests like Vicky. Okay, because you. uh, you know, I'm always trying to help you build a thriving business and live a vibrant life. That's what I'm, that's what I got going on over here. Right. So I want you to meet great people like Vicki so that uh, you can do both of those things. So until next time, Thank I would you. very much like you all to take care. Bye. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.